right. Yeah, that's my kind. Code four, we're gonna do this thing, brother. <coughs> Baby makes a cornbread, sister makes a tea. Dance a little jig round the kitchen with me. Back, I'm bringing country back. And yeah, we're back like with another week long. of Bringing Country oh, Back. back with your host, Brian Andrews. Yeah, Here at the beautiful WTBR PC TV station in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Lined up another exciting show. And uh, 415. We'll be conducting an interview with Nashville recording artist and songwriter Tia Gones, who has a new album coming out next Friday. She's got two singles out uh, from that album already. And um, so we're going we're gonna to talk with her and talk about her new album and talk about uh, her appearance on the Opry the same day as her new album is coming out. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And... Um, we're going to get started with a little Webb Pierce Honky Tonk song. Shaking my bed Honky tonk All night long Honky tonk The same old song Honky tonk My money's all gone Honky tonk She done me wrong I turned and I tossed I couldn't go to sleep The band kept a-playing With a honky tonk beat Shaking my bed Honky tonk All night long Honky tonk Same old song Honky tonk My money's all gone Honky tonk She done me wrong I turned and I tossed I couldn't go to sleep The band keeps a playing With a honky tonk beat
Johnny Cash in the Tennessee too Seemed to know just what to do Invented the sound that hooked you and me Added one that made the Tennessee three The man in black was long and lean Hit the billboard charts with a teenage queen Did a television show the best we'd seen That chicken boot rock really made us splash It's an old Johnny Cash Johnny Cash was a friend of mine Knew him well for a mighty long time Shared the stage for many a show Broke my heart to see him go Cash had the fire of a thousand men Loving life was his greatest sin Treated his fans like the next of kin Rapping a bit, talking trash Missing old Johnny Cash Well, now Johnny Cash wore black attire Then he fell into that ring of fire He came up swinging like a boy named Sue And he married June Carter and he fired Stu He wrote his songs from deep within And he hit the stage with a crooked grin He and I were both highwaymen And that record became a smash While well, I'm missing old Johnny Cash Johnny Cash never walked no line Johnny Cash never did no time But when he sang a folks of prison blues You knew good and well he'd paid his dues True, he always dressed in black But he loved the folks and they loved him back Carried his pills in a brown paper sack Well, I don't care if he found his stash I'm missing old Johnny Cash Is it really true that him and Roy Nichols Rose Maddox and some people roasted hot dogs In the back of a limousine with ice cream sticks? I don't know, I said they set the curtains on fire In an English hotel room Just to warm their hands Well, Willie, do you know anything about cash? Well, yeah, I know a lot of things about cash I'm not sure I should talk about it but I checked with John, asked him if he's okay, and he said he didn't give a shit. One time he took a casket up to his hotel room and got into it and called room service. I thought that was pretty funny. Now Cash had the fire of a thousand men. Loving life was his greatest sin. Treated his fans like the next of kin. Rapping a bit, talking trash, missing old Johnny Cash. So what'll I do? 
I'm going honky-tonk and get as tight as I can Then maybe by then you'll appreciate a good man Tell me why, baby, why, baby Why, oh, baby, why you make me cry, baby Cry, baby, cry, baby, cry No, I can't ever love you till the day that I die So tell me why, baby, why, baby Why, baby, why? Well, now I don't know, but I've heard say that every little dog's gonna have his day. You better pay attention, don't you dare forget Cause I'm just a little bitty puppy, yeah Well, I caught you honky-tonkin' with my best friend The thing to do was leave you, but I should've left then Now I'm too old to leave you, but I still get sore When you come home, I'm feeling for the knob on the door Tell me why, baby, why, baby Why, oh, baby, why you make me cry, baby, cry, baby Lord, I can't ever love you till the day that I die So tell me why, baby, why, baby, why, baby, why Tell me why, baby, why, baby, why, baby, why There you heard it, little George Jones there With Why, Baby, Why Before that we heard missing old Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, and Merle Haggard And, uh we heard a little A11 by Don Sears. He used to be a backup singer for uh, Vince Gill and for the Time Jumpers. So uh, we're just about ready to start our interview with Tia Gones. Um, before we do that, I'm going to play her latest single, which comes from her uh, new album that's coming out next week, All Over the Map. So uh, here's The Detour by Tia Gones. Till that detour side made me exit so I can't 
The Detour, newest single by Tia Gones, and I am very happy to say we have on the phone with us right now, Tia, um, are you there? I am. Hey, Brian. Hey, glad to uh, have you with us today. Um, I got to tell you, I've been watching with bated breath these songs that you've been releasing uh, one by one. I, I think that is a great sound. The Detour's got some nice steel guitar in there. That's that's true country to me. Um I, I'm wondering. Tell me a little bit about your history. How how where you got started? I, I know it says you you uh, started singing at three years old. I did. Yeah, I started singing in church. Uh, that's a pretty common story. I think a lot of folks started that way, um, and just loved to do it. My grandmother was a singer, and so I think it was sort of in the bloodline that that was going to be something that I was really interested in. Um, and as I got a little bit older, I started playing at little fairs and talent shows and doing things like that. I'm from Missouri, so, you know, that Midwestern thing and, and uh, kind of doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, ended up singing at a country music show there for quite a few years, um, which was a, really a great training ground because we had a live band and we had a live audience there every weekend and got to be performing in front of them. So that was really great. And then I moved to Nashville after college, and uh, I've done uh, four records previous to this one, uh, but I've never, I had never started songwriting um, until this album. This the, the songwriting journey started for me uh, during the pandemic in 2020. Wow. That, that's an interesting story. Uh, you know, we had, you're a Missouri girl, and we just two weeks ago had Rhonda Vincent on here for an interview. She's a Missouri girl. Um, yeah, there's a lot of us around those parts, I'm telling you. Yeah, I guess they uh, raised some good good singers out that way. So <laughs> uh, um, when you moved to Nashville, I also you hosted a, a TV show, did you not? Uh, it was actually, it was a radio show. Okay. Um, I, I had taken a job whenever I moved here uh, working for WSM Radio, which I grew up listening to, obviously listening to the Opry, and had been a fan of for forever. And so I remember I went out, they were doing a, a radio remote, and uh, talked to one of the DJs and one of the girls that was working there and just said, hey, if you guys ever need somebody, I would love to do anything. Whatever, whatever you need done, I would do it just to say I work for the station. And so they called me a couple of months later and said, we've got a promotions uh, position open, which you're a radio guy, so you know the promotions. That's a yeah. pretty, uh, you know, yeah. we were basically handing out uh, bumper stickers in, in grocery store parking lots and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> very, very glamorous job. Uh, so I did that for a while, and uh, they said, would you be interested in learning um, production stuff? And I said, well, yeah, I guess. And so I learned a few things and uh, ended up producing the Grand Ole Opry warm-up show uh, that was hosted by Keith Bilbrey. So I got to be backstage at the Opry every Saturday night interviewing all of my heroes and all of these great country music artists that would come through and play the Opry. I got to be a part of that. And then after a couple of years of that, they said, well, we would like you to maybe try hosting a show. And I was like, I'm not a broadcaster. That's not my <laughs> thing. <laughs> you know? And they said, well, you're such a fan. We think it would be cool to kind of hear it from a fan's perspective and get to interview folks. And so I did that uh, for a couple of years. The very first night that I was there uh, that I hosted the show, it was called Inside the Opry Circle, was the night that Carrie Underwood was inducted into the Opry. Oh. 
And my first, my first two interviews, okay, now, I mean, again, someone who has no idea what they're doing <laughs> broadcast-wise, truly, my first two interviews were Vince Gill and Garth Brooks. Boy, what a way to ease into it, huh? I know, right? I was like, oh, good. I'm not scared at all. I would hate to go back now and re-listen to that because I'm sure I sounded like a blubbering idiot. But anyway, it was it's a pretty cool experience. And I was, again, nothing I would have planned, but um, it happened and it was it was a cool, a cool time. Well, you know, that that's a great story. And, and I, I'll give you a story for me. I've been to the Opry a number of times. Um, my, yeah. my parents are avid country music fans and my, my dad right. has some friends in Nashville. So I, the first show I ever took my daughters to at the Grand Ole Opry was the first time Garth Brooks was on the Opry. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you, that sticks with them today. Um, you know. I'm telling you, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so um, so th- this album is all songs that you wrote yourself, correct? Yes. Uh, these were all songs um, that I co-wrote uh, with mainly with Moose Brown, Jim Moose Brown, who is a fabulous songwriter. Uh, he's a session piano player. He plays with uh, Bob Seger. Uh, he's part of the Silver Bullet Band. Um, but he's also written great country songs like It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. So Moose has got quite a reputation around town. And uh, it was just it was the craziest thing. I, I had tried songwriting when I first moved to Nashville. And, you know, I, I co-wrote and did some things. And I just kind of thought, you know, that's not really where my my heart's not there. I wanted to sing. That was what I wanted to do. Songwriting just didn't really appeal to me at that time. Sure. Um, and so I had went years, literally like 10 years of, I had just given up. In fact, I'm on record as saying, I don't write. I'm not a songwriter. <laughs> not my deal. You know, so that was it. And during the pandemic, um, of course, everyone's life came to a screeching halt. Um, and it was about, gosh, it would have been beginning of August of last year, I feel like I heard God say to me, it's time to write. Wow. And and I fought it for a while. I did. I was like, no, I don't do that. That's not what I do. I've tried that, done it, been there, done that, not going to do it. And one thing about God is he's very persistent, and it just kept kind of eating at me, like, time to write, it's time to write. And so about mid-August, uh, Mo Pitney, who's another great country yes. artist, um, his, his album came out... <clears throat> And uh, I'm friends with Mo, and so I looked it up, and I, I sent him a message and just said, man, your album is great. I listened to it top to bottom the day it came out, and I just, you know, told him it was good. And um, I messaged Moose Brown, who was the producer, and Moose and I, we were friends on Facebook, but we've never met. We have we just basically have mutual friends and kind of know of each other. Sure. Uh, Moose had reached out to me about four years ago after he'd seen a video of me, and he called me and just said, uh, who are you? What are, what are you doing? Like, what's your deal? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Tia, and this is what I'm doing. And he said, do you write? And I told him four years ago that, no, I didn't. And so we, you know, stayed in touch, like I said, through Facebook, but that was about the extent of it. And so I sent him a Facebook message and just said, hey, I just heard Mo's record. It was fantastic. And uh, he messaged me right back and said, hey, if you ever want to work together, even if it's just writing, let me know. And I thought, okay, God, I can take a hint. It wasn't like anyone was asking me to write, but now someone has mentioned it. So I said, well, you know, I've been thinking about that, actually, and maybe we could get together and just try it, because it's been a really long time. I'm really rusty. And he went on to tell me that it had been a couple of years since he had written. He had just sort of gotten burnt out. You know, the music wasn't 
wasn't really hitting his soul the way he wanted it to. And he was like, you know, I just kind of gave up writing. And so we thought, well, we'll be rusty together. <laughs> so we met for the first time on August the 27th of 2020. That was the day we met face to face. And that day we wrote the first single that came off of this album, which was called Easy. We wrote that the day that we met. We talked for about an hour, kind of visited, and then we started working on this song. And within a couple of hours, we had Easy finished. Wow. And we, yeah, seriously, because that just doesn't happen. I mean, right. that's just not typical songwriting, which we both kind of knew that. We were like, well, that was weird. Okay, you know. <laughs> and um, so we decided to get back together in a couple of times, you know, a few weeks, and, and uh, had a few co-writers come in with us. Uh, we had Don Sampson come in, who wrote uh, Brad Paisley. He wrote Waiting on a Woman. Um, he wrote Midnight in Montgomery uh, for Alan Jackson. You know, so Don's fantastic. And when we got together with Don, we finished a song, and we were like, well, all right, okay. So every time that Moose and I got together to write, which we've written more than the songs that are on this album, but every time we've written, not on purpose, but we have completed a song the day that we got together. Wow, that is amazing. So it it, it completely is amazing, and we both were just like, whoa, this is weird. And so we'd been working, and, and we'd had probably, oh, I don't know, seven songs written, maybe something like that, and, and we were just talking one day, and he's like, should we, like, try to record this stuff like what do you what do you want to do and because we had started demoing it and the demos actually we were like those demos sound pretty good like that's <laughs> you know like we could we, maybe we've got a pro i mean this was the most unplanned situation that has ever happened like you have to know god's hand was in this all the way through it because we were like going oh well we do have pretty much enough songs that we could put something together so we talked about it and we kept writing and anyway we've got 10 songs uh that we wrote on this record um and we wrote 10 songs in 10 days, basically, because they wow. each happened a day at a time, you know, over a course of time. But we had 10 songs in 10 days. And um, it was crazy because I actually, we did a pre-order um, back in, in July uh, when we just kind of first, you know, were working on it and whatever. And I shipped off the first order of pre-orders on August 27th of 2021. Oh, how ironic. So, and, yeah, exactly one year from the day we met and wrote the first song, we sent out pre-orders. And again, I couldn't have planned that if I tried. <laughs> well, it certainly makes for a good story. So, right? I know. It, and it's just, it's been such an amazing ride. And, and just being able to, to put my own words down there. And I don't, I think, you know, like I said, I tried to write when I first came to town. I don't think that I was ready. It wasn't time yet. Right. You know, and God told me, it's time to write now. And it, and since I started, the, the roller coaster has just taken off, and it's been it's been a really unbelievable experience. Wow! And, and so the good news it sounds like you've got some songs banked away as well that you wrote and didn't show up in the cell. Yeah, yeah, we've got a few more, and, and we're still getting together and writing now. So you know, it could it could be you never know, you never know. But hopefully, this is the beginning of of a of really a whole new chapter for me. That uh, that's a great story, and and I I believe you've got a great future ahead of you. You know I, I love a lot of the stuff you've done. Um, certainly, uh, Walk Backwards was the first first song I ever heard that caught my ear. Sure, sure, absolutely, yeah. That that was great. I think and, that was I think that was a lot of people's first introduction to me because I I did that on television. Um, I did that song for uh, Bill Anderson. They were doing a 50th anniversary show. Uh, for him, and that was the song that I sang on that, just sort of as a, you know, paying homage to him. And so that was really the first 
I think probably introduction that most people had of me was was being a part of that TV show. Wow, and you've done Larry's Country Diner. I've seen some uh, some mm-hmm. cuts from that. And um, so, yeah. you know, I guess in terms of the the music industry, you've been around for ten years, but ten years is is not much when it comes to music. Sometimes it takes a yeah, long time. Yeah, that 10-year overnight success kind of thing that they talk about. Yeah, 10 years does, isn't the same as 10 years in other businesses, that's for sure. And so I wonder if the songwriting this time came to you because it was less like it was forced. It was like you just felt it was time rather than, all right, I'm going to try this. I absolutely, yes, I do think that. Because when I first moved to town, everyone I talked to said, well, you need to write, you need to write, you need to write. So I thought, oh, okay, I have to write, you know. So it wasn't it wasn't really coming from my heart and soul. And a lot of the folks that I was co-writing with, you know, they were writing according to what they call a pitch sheet, which um, is, you know, uh, say, for instance, Garth Brooks is looking for an up-tempo love song. So, okay, let's write an up-tempo love song. You know, so it does sort of feel forced. Now, if, if at that time, that was not, that was just something that I think that made it a little more difficult to me because it wasn't necessarily me saying my words, you know, if that makes sense. It was more, we were writing for someone else. Um, and so this time when it was, again, there was no pressure, I was almost expecting it not to work. <laughs> I thought, eh, I don't know. You know, but it happened, and then and I thought, I've got more life under my belt as well. You know, it's been 10 years. I've got, I've got more things to say. I've lived more life. I've got, sure. you know, things that I want to I let people know. So. Well, and I, and I think sometimes when you, you've got it in your mind that you're writing for somebody, that y- you kind of have those preconceived notions of what you think it should sound like. So I, I, I can Absolutely. understand that that could be a lot harder. So, so you think you got the, the songwriter bug now that, you, you know? It's I, you know, I really, I think I do because I find myself now, I'll, I'll hear something or see something and think, oh, I, I need to jot that down. I need to write that down. I'm, and my, you know, I've got a, a notes on my iPhone where <laughs> I'll store my ideas for things or, you know. Sure. And so I, I find myself doing that now and, and looking for, you know, things that I learn that I go, how can I put that into a song? Because I'm, I'm a real fan and you'll hear this on a lot of the songs. Uh, in fact, the detour is one, but you'll hear a lot of those kind of life lesson songs on this album um, because I'm a big believer in sharing things as you learn them, share them with people because there's somebody that's probably going through a similar situation that needs that, you know, information that you've learned from. And I really, really like songs like that. I'm always, you know, and, and I like to help people. And if music can help people, um, that to me is, is, really the basis of everything i mean it should be to love people and to be able to share what you know and share that you can help you know with with hopefully what they're going through well and and i think that's really the backbone to me it's the backbone of country music it's it really is about life and about life's lessons and things that people are going through so um yes yes you know the other the other thing i've i've discovered about you um over the time that i've been uh, listening to your music is is you're really versatile i mean you did some real you know swing type music and and so you you really don't stick to just hardcore traditional country songs you've got a couple sounds in you um, it's it's really it's interesting i grew up listening to nothing but traditional country music um i can remember being in like second or third grade and people talking about 
you know, Michael Jackson and Madonna, and I had no idea who those people were. <laughs> like, okay, you know. Yep. But, it, you know, I was just, all I knew was the AM radio that we had at our house, and 61 Country was the name of our radio station, and that was that was what I knew. And so for years, you know, that was the only music that I was exposed to. And then as I got a little bit older, um, the, the first person that I reached out to after, you know, the first thing other than country was Frank Sinatra. Um, I absolutely fell in love with that style of music, that kind of big band, you know, pop classics, that kind of stuff. And, and I fell in love with the Beatles when I got into high school, which makes me sound like I'm from way back when, but it was, you know, know. (laughs) I discovered, I discovered the Beatles and like my husband, when he and I got together, uh, he loved classic rock, and so all of a sudden I was into like Sticks and ELO and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So I've always had a lot of different musical influences in my life, um, but country was just sort of what I knew, and that was what I was singing, and that's what I've always played and what I've always done. And what I discovered is whenever I was writing, all these other things were kind of coming out in the writing process, these other styles. Uh, we've got a song on there called What's a Girl to Do? which uh, you could definitely hear someone like Rosemary Clooney singing that style of song. So oh. it's like, that's a little piece of me there. You know, and there's there's these pieces of this other styles of music, but obviously country is where I'm the most grounded, and that's, that's sort of where it all stems from. And the beautiful thing, I think if, if anyone watched um, the Ken Burns documentary about country music that yes. was on PBS a few years ago, that's what country music is. It's a, it is such a melting pot of so many different styles of music. You know, and it became country because it was authentic and it was American music. And so that's, that's really what I think. Yeah, I feel like this, this album uh, kind of puts a little bit of a lot of different things about me. And there's a, there's a song in there called There's More to Me. And there is. And, and I just, I think this was a way of telling people that, you know, I love country. And, and There's More to Me is a 4-4 shuffle. It's country as you can get. Wow. You know? but, but it's also telling people that, hey... I can do this, but I, I like a lot of other things, too, and that's okay. I think if we're all honest, we know that, you know, we like a lot of different styles of music. We may have one favorite type, but there are other songs that we like or go to, you know. Yes. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of my influences. They run deep, and they run a, a lot of different places. But um, I, I'm just happy that, that the music, as we were creating these songs, um, that I was able to kind of put everything all into this whole album so people can really get a sense of who I am. That, that sounds excellent. I can't wait to hear the rest of the, the album. So is there anybody you consider to be, uh, at least from the country music genre, a female artist that you really looked up to or, or you know, was influential in, in how you proceeded? You know, I think growing up, really, I loved the Judd. Um, I loved what they did. And again, they kind of had a blues bluesy type of style to them as well. They were country, but they kind of, you know, Winona kind of has that, that blues thing happening too. Um, but I was a big Judd fan growing up. Of course, Reba, you know, and, and even in the 90s, you know, um, Pam Tillis and, and Lori Morgan and all those guys, you know, country was really hot in those years that I was growing up. So I had a lot of, there were a lot of females, of course, that were influential and, and that I was watching going, I want to be like that one of these days. I want to do that. I want to do what they're doing. You know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know the Judds going to be new members of the Country Music Hall of Fame. I know. Um, you know that's Fantastic. great news. I'm so happy for them. I feel like that's long overdue. Uh, yes, yes, it, it certainly is. And um, 
So I'm, I'm going to ask you a loaded question, put you on the spot, but you, you can approach it any way you want. I, I, okay. I mean, we've seen, you, you referred to the documentary, the Ken Burns documentary, and, and certainly country music has evolved over the years, and we've seen it take different shapes and forms. And um, what's your take on what's going on right now with, you know, the, the, the so-called bro country movement and right. a, a kind of a move away from the traditional sound? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think right now, and what, what the beautiful thing about the music industry right now is that I feel like the Internet and social media and whatnot has, has made music, so many different types of music available to people. Um, we're used to, you know, you could only get the top 40 stuff or you only heard the top 40 stuff. And now, and because of the way that, that country music has started to kind of trend a little bit differently, maybe go a little more, like you said, bro country or pop or whatever, there are so many other avenues where you can find music. And it has and it has made, I think, artists go, I don't know that I want to go down that road. I want to go down this road. I want to be myself and be more authentic and that kind of thing, which I feel like that's what it's done with, you know, this particular record with me. I felt like I was like, okay, I want people to know who I am and I want, I want to get this music out there. And so I think um, just, just like right now, we're on uh, an internet radio station where people all over the place can hear this. So it's exposing me to people who might not have heard me otherwise, but we have that as an opportunity, you know, and, sure. and to be able to get that music out. And I think it's made, I think it's forced artists to listen to music. And if they're really truly musicians and artists, they're going to, they hear a lot of the music that's coming out now and go, eh, that's not exactly authentic style music. Let me make that kind of music. And then we actually have, you know, a vehicle to get it out there uh, through the internet and through social media and things like that. Right. Which that, that to me, you know, is, is really, the saving grace, because if we were just relying on what was on the radio, then we would be pretty limited as to what we're hearing. And now um, we have the ability to reach a whole lot more people with the music. Sure. Uh, that, and you made some great points. I like the way you approach that, that, you know, I think it's it's also generated some interesting collaborations among artists mm-hmm. um, and, and taken mm-hmm. some artists that may have been starting to fade into the background in because they've done some work with some of these newer, more hip artists, if you want mm-hmm. to call them that. It, it's brought sure. them back to the forefront and introduced their music sometimes to these younger people. Um, you know, Absolutely. And I try to keep an open mind. I think my father once told me, he goes, you know, you got to remember, there was a day when people like Elvis and Conway Twitty were looked at as the devil, you know, <laughs> that they were changing uh-huh. the way country <laughs> music was expected to sound like so i i guess this is part of the evolution um it's a little bit behind why i started this radio show you know called bring uh bringing country back because um i just felt when you look at some of the traditional places of country music like the grand Ole opry uh Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you the frustration I get from my father every week when, you know, we talk about who was on the Opry that week, and he goes, I didn't even know half those people. You right. know, so it's got good and it's got bad. I mean, I, I guess sure. it's it's how music flows, and we have to kind of go with it. But, um, you know, definitely you have a, a traditional sound, and who knows where you're going to go. But um, I, I think that you're you're right where traditional country needs to be right now. So I well, think thank you, you. Yeah. 
I think this album is is going to take you a long way, um, you know, and, and get you a lot more listeners than you may have now. Even though you're, you know, I think that you have quite a following. That's really what I'm. That's really my my goal is just to to be able to introduce myself to reintroduce myself to the people who are already familiar with what I do. But there's a large amount of folks who are not familiar with what I do. So I'm introducing myself as well. And I think that being that all this music, um, you know, that was written by me, I think that's the best way to introduce myself is here I am. You want to know my story? Here it is. Like, you know, you want to know how I feel? This is it. And so it's a, it's a great place to sort of reintroduce uh, folks that, like I said, that, that have known me or have, have heard me sing other people's songs in the past. I'm reintroducing them as, okay, now you get to actually meet me. Hi, here I am. <laughs> you know, yeah. you've heard me sing Bill Anderson's song or you've heard me sing Merle Haggard's song or whatever, but now I want you to meet me. And then there's also this this whole new group of people who aren't familiar, and I hope that this will be able to reach them. And, and I feel like there's something on this album for everybody. I feel like no matter what style or what type of music that you like, I think that you can probably find at least one song on here that'll go, okay, I can like that one, that one I like, you know, and it, what's been wonderful is as we've released the, the singles, um, to see people's reactions um, and to see people's comments and things that they, that they post, and I'm just like, wow, and people that you don't expect say, oh, I heard this song and it was this one, this one's my favorite, and I'm thinking, wow, that of all the, you know, and it's just, it's cool to see how people have gravitated, and they've been so very, very kind and encouraging, and it, it has just really, um, just furthered my belief that that I have, uh, that God called me to do something, and I did it, and and people like it, and. I can't wait to see what he's got planned next. Yeah, yeah. Like all of us, we can't wait to see what he's got planned for you. Um, Absolutely. And that's where I've been following you is on, on Facebook, and, and you do a great job, you know, uh, using that to, to get your word out, and, and it gets people paying attention, and I can stop hounding you now about getting your publicist to yeah. schedule this interview with me. And uh, Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I do, and, and I love when folks reach out, and, and that's, I mean, that's what, that's been the beauty of social media. Is to be able to have people like you say, "Hey, how do we how do we do this?" You know, it's 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 wonderful. I love that. So let's talk for a minute about um, your album is being released next Friday. Um, next Friday, September seventeenth. September the seventeenth. So for all you folks who didn't hear it in the beginning, all over the map is is going to yes. be released on the seventeenth, and you're going to be on the Opry that night. Um, I know. Wow. It, I'm sorry. I'm still sort of in awe of that. But that's not um, your first visit to the Opry as a performer. It, it's not my first time. No, I've actually done the Opry nine times um, in the last ten years. And every time that I have had the opportunity and the privilege to play the Opry, it has been being held at the Ryman Auditorium. Um, so I have gotten to perform at the Ryman Auditorium nine times. So let me just preface that, that that in of itself is a huge huge honor, because obviously that's the Mother Church, and Mm -hmm. that's, you know, there's nothing like it. But I've never performed at the Grand Ole Opry House in the actual circle that was taken from the Ryman stage. Wow. And about six months ago, um, I was driving out to Moose's house to write. We were going to write out there at his studio, and I have to pass by the Opry House on my way out there. And I was driving by the Opry, and again... And I'm not one of those people that says I hear from God unless I'm really for sure that I hear from Him. Sure. Um, but I heard God say, 
you're not going to sing on that circle until you're singing your own words. Really? And I took that, I, I, I it was kind of crazy because I thought, well, all right, okay. And I've never really had one of those moments. I hear people talk about, oh, I got a confirmation from God or whatever. But that was sort of what it felt like. It was sort of like, oh, okay. So I don't, okay. And um, we had let them know that we had an album coming out on the 17th. And, you know, we were, had been in touch. And we got the call a couple of weeks ago. And they said, we want you to come out on the release date. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to sing on the circle on the release date songs that i wrote like it's that to me is just the most <laughs> unbelievable thing it really is i mean i'm just yeah. i'm telling you this this the last year has just been one thing after another like that that i'm just sitting here going my this this journey has been a testimony for me sounds like some divine intervention here for sure indeed In- indeed i could again i couldn't have made that happen if i tried i've said this before but god has opened doors that i would have never knocked on well, and that is the truest statement in my life. It's just things have, have happened that I'm going, I, I couldn't have forced that to happen. There's no way. You know, it just, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's amazing. So yeah. maybe someday this is going to make a great book or a movie, huh? <laughs> hey, maybe so. You never know. Oh, my gosh. So you have not had the opportunity until next Friday to walk through that uh, overhang that says artist entrance at the, the yeah. Opry House. Yeah, as as an artist, I've I've been back there many many times when I worked at the radio station. Oh, okay. but I've never gotten to walk through there as an artist, and I've never gotten to stand on that circle, and and play. And so that that is just that that's going to be. I I don't know. I very overwhelming. I'm sure. Very overwhelming. I don't. I do not have words for it. It's just. It's yeah. So, um, where do you make home right now? Uh, we live just outside of Nashville okay. right now. That's where we've been uh, for, gosh, a long time. I'm trying to think. What it's, I guess it's been about 18 years I've lived outside of Nashville. So. Okay. Yeah. In, yep. What does your husband uh, do? Is he in the music business? or? He is not in the music business. No, he's an IT guy. So he does computer work um, and does networking and all that kind of stuff. It's way, way over my head. Uh, he he talks about work, and it's like, it sounds like Star Trek to me. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, he's he is he is super smart, but he has been such a help during all of this. Um, in fact, uh, I haven't talked about this quite yet, a, a lot yet. I will talk about it when the album comes out, so you're getting the, you're getting the scoop. Getting but the scoop. All of, all of the album artwork that you will see and all of the stuff that I've used promotion-wise uh, with these singles, um, he took all these pictures. Really? We, we went on a road trip last fall, about this time last fall. We went um, from Oklahoma City all the way to Santa Monica uh, on Route 66. And while we were on the trip, we, I was like, and this, like I said, this has been a year ago, and I said, let's, you know, I'm going to bring some clothes. Maybe we can just take some pictures just, you know, that I can use on my website or whatever, you know, just to have for social media stuff or whatever, not having any idea that there would be an album or anything. <laughs> and all these pictures were taken by my husband with an iPhone. Wow. And he's not a photographer. And they're, they're, they're I could remember us taking them and then I would get back in the car and we'd take off to go to the next place and I'd be looking through and I was like, Babe, these are really good. Like, 
like you did a good job. Maybe like, he's got a second this, career there. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so he has had a hand in so much of this and just with helping me. And and I've, since I'm doing this independently, you know, completely independently, um, I had to learn a lot over the last year. Um, I'm my own record label now. I'm my own publisher. I'm my own uh, social media person. I'm my own website designer. I'm all that, you know. And so he, he is such a smart guy that he has helped me do a lot of research and find things and learn things. And, and uh, so he, he has been instrumental in this record coming about, for sure. So he's not getting any uh, money on the back end of this, is he? Uh uh, we're really just gonna have deal. to split it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're just gonna have to split it from here on out. But yeah, he. Uh, in fact, he didn't even want the the album artwork credit. I told him I was like, I'm gonna put you on there that you took. It. He's like, no, don't, don't mention really? my name. I was like, all right, babe. But I was like, I'm gonna mention it once it comes out. I think people should know because I think it's just again, it's a cool part of the story. That was nothing intentional. That was just something that we were like, well, you know, it's always good to have some fresh photos for websites or whatever you know wow. and uh we ended up doing this and then once the song started being written and like i said they they kind of hit a lot of my different influences and whatever and we were actually in the studio recording and uh mike johnson who is the i think now four-time uh acm steel guitar player of the year yes. he's fabulous <laughs> and he played on the detour and he also played on there's more to me and a couple of other things and when he was in the studio we were playing him some of the songs and he goes this stuff's great. It's just all over the map. And Moose and I looked at each other and we're like, huh, Yeah. I think that's an album title. <laughs> and then we have all these pictures of me in the Painted Desert and uh, the Grand Canyon and like all over, you know, and I was just like, what in the world? Like, how did this happen? You know? So, it's, so it's, I guess we've had, an oppor- yeah, we had an opportunity to see a few of those pictures on, on Facebook then. Um, which, yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. Anything that you've seen, um, all of the single uh, pictures that were on the different singles, those were all taken on that road trip. Uh, all of the artwork that's inside the actual physical CDs, those are all pictures that we took. And, um, yeah, so everything that you're seeing is, it, it was just me and Brandon just doing our thing. Wow. Not... Not ex- yeah, yeah. I know. It's well, I appreciate the scoop there because uh, this. Yeah. I guess I'm becoming the radio show of scoops because two weeks ago when Rhonda Vincent was on with me, she uh, let it out that she's going to be doing some work with Alex Miller, the American Idol um, singer. Oh, right. And she goes, I hope he's not listening to the show because I haven't even told him yet what we've got in store. So, um, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, I, Tia, I could go on and on all day with you, and I appreciate it, but I know you're a busy girl. You've got uh, a lot coming up in the next week with your, your album release that we're looking forward to the rest of this. And uh, Remind me, are we going to see any more songs released before the album comes out? Yes, there will be one more released this Friday, and it has a very special guest on it um okay so i'll put it i'll I'll give you that scoop too um but yes we have a very special guest on this next uh, song that's coming out and it is one that um i can't i can't wait for people to hear the song i'll I'll put it that way but it'll be out on friday you can pre uh save it on if you do spotify or uh, apple music itunes amazon any of that stuff you can pre-save it now it's called that's what i know and uh, it has the featuring artist listed on it. So I'll put it to you that way. If you guys pre-order it, you'll know who the special guest is. Perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, that'll be out on the 10th, um, and then the album will be out on the 17th. 
And you can pre-order the album right now um, at TiaGoins.com. You can go to the shop there, and you can pre-order the CD uh, before it comes out. It will actually be shipped out on the 15th, so you will likely get it on the day it's released if you pre-order it now. Okay, good. So, um, and, it, and it will probably have an autograph on it, too. I'll just... I'll just put that out there too i'm just going to scoop you on everything well so i appreciate that get an autographed copy if they order before the 15th at tiagoins.com well i guess then i better get off my butt and uh do my pre-order tonight because i keep thinking about it and keep forgetting to do it so i, I definitely want that <laughs> autograph to to get in my collection so um I, That's awesome. thank you for for um you know speaking with us it's it's been uh very informative um it sounds like you've really taken a turn uh here and, and things, good things are about to happen to you. Um, I look forward to your appearance on the Opry. And, um, you know, again, everybody make sure you pre-order that album. Uh, it's going to be a good one. So, Tia, thank you so much um, for visiting with us. And maybe we'll have you back on. When, you know, I'm sure things are going to get real crazy here with the album release. And everybody's going to want to talk to you. <laughs> so I'm glad I got in on the front. Um, Me too. You are the scoop guy. You really are. And, and I appreciate you doing what you do. Thank you for doing shows like you're doing and, and putting this out there and, and exposing folks to, to people like me. We I really do appreciate that. Well, you know, again, this is what this show is all about was keeping traditional country alive that, you know, some of us think is traditional country and highlighting, you know, the newer artists that are that are out there that folks may not have had a chance to hear you know and you brought that point up that you know the internet and social media and all that does expose us to more more music and more artists mm -hmm. but sometimes you get mm -hmm. lost in the shuffle so yes we got to bring you out so we're gonna we're gonna uh go out of this interview with another cut from your new album uh called the beat of a back road thank all you all right Tia. all right thank you thanks brian
Friends, if you're looking for some party music, tune in to Polka Express with me, Bill Gustavus, every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 and Sunday mornings from 8 to 10, right here on 89.7 WTBR, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Are you ready, kids? Yeah! I can't hear you! WTBR. Support for WTBR comes from Sandrini Enterprises, providing awnings and canopies in western Massachusetts. Retractable awnings, retractable screens, gutter and gutter protection systems, commercial awnings, and screen rooms. Customized solutions available online at sandrini.com. UCP of Western Massachusetts is hiring. If you'd like to help people with different abilities lead independent lives, apply at ucpwma.org jobs. We need direct and living caregivers. Join the agency who's reimagining independence. WTBR radar weather for the Pittsfield area tonight. Showers likely with scattered thunderstorms. Some thunderstorms may produce gusty wind and heavy rainfall. Lows in the lower 60s. South wind 10 to 15 miles per hour with gusts up to 25 miles per hour, diminishing to around 5 miles per hour after midnight. Chance of rain 70%. Thursday, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers. Highs in the lower 70s. West wind around 5 miles per hour. Chance of rain 50%. Thursday night, mostly cloudy. Lows in the mid 50s. West wind around 5 miles per hour. Weather forecasts for WTBR FM are provided by the National Weather Service. At Pittsville Community Television, we have a saying anyone can learn to create television. With the support of trained production staff, we can teach you how to professionally operate a camcorder, use editing software to tell a story, work as a team in a production studio, and take those skills into the community. If you've been curious as to how video production works, we'd love to have you as a member. Visit us online at pittsfieldtv.org or call us at 445-4234 for more information. 89.7 89.7 WTRFM Pittsfield. Vessel sent shockwaves around the world. Okay, alrighty, let's play some tunes. And you're listening to Bringing Country Back with your host Brian Andrews here on WTBR. And uh, if you've been with us for the last uh, 40, 40 minutes, we uh, interviewed Tia Goins, uh, who's got a new album coming out this uh, September 17th, next Friday. And uh, we'll be appearing on the Opry that night. Uh, so if you listen to WSM, you'll be able to catch her. I'm not sure if she's going to be um, out well, Friday night's not in the live portion of the Opry. So um, we really enjoyed uh, that interview and uh, learned some exciting things about her. And um, 
you know, thanks for, for listening. And like I uh, said, we're working on some more exciting interviews uh, to be coming up. So uh, stay tuned for that. And um, we're going to take it back to the music here and, and start with uh, Mr. Lovemaker by Johnny Paycheck. Mr. Mr. Lovemaker, don't let anyone take her. I need that woman's love to set me free. Mr. Lovemaker, don't let anyone take her till I
to drink this month's rent And when my friends ask me I tell them I'm fine But my eyes tell a story That my lies can't hide I'm on the backside of 30 And back on my own An empty Short side of time Back on the bottom With no will to climb Dim lights, thick smoke And loud, loud Bye. 
The Voice, Vern Gazden with dim lights, thick smoke, loud, loud music. Before that, we heard Backside 30 from John Connolly. And, of course, we started out there with Mr. Lovemaker by Johnny Paycheck. Uh, Mr. Uh, Lovemaker made it to number two on the U.S. country singles charts in 1973. And, um, you know, Johnny Paycheck had an interesting and checkered past. Um, You know, he originally started uh, working uh, with... Willie Nelson and uh, Ray Price's band, the Cherokee Cowboys. And um, he, he was featured as a tenor singer on recordings uh, with Farron Young, Roger Miller, and Skeets McDonald. And um, he tried, you know, went out on his own. He changed his name, uh, assumed the name Johnny Paycheck, and uh, he changed it legally to Johnny Paycheck. Uh, back in 1964, taking it from the name of a top-ranked boxer from Chicago who once fought Joe Lewis for the heavyweight title. Although there's a urban legend out there that he had taken the name Johnny Paycheck as a humorous alternative to Johnny Cash, but that's that's not the that, not the truth. Johnny Paycheck uh, took it from a, a heavyweight boxer, and uh, earlier today we heard A11 by. Uh, sung by uh, Don Sears, but um, that was uh, the first uh, song that Johnny Paycheck charted in 1965. And um, his best single from that time period was She's All I Got. And, um, you know, it was was in the mid-70s that Paycheck changed his image um, from the the clean-cut country singer to that of an outlaw because of the popularity that Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings were seeing. And um, that's what really got him his his best financial success. And his producer, Billy Sherrill, helped um, really uh, change his career by changing the sound and his image. And uh, Billy Sherrill was really known for carefully choreographing um, Johnny Paycheck's records, and um, so Johnny Paycheck also became a member of the Grand Ole Opry, and uh, many people know him for his 1977 hit single, Take This Job and Shove It, which was written by another outlaw, David Allen Coe, who um, is still around, although um, I know he was sick believe he had COVID, I think I saw in the news last week. Um, so, little uh, citation here from uh, Johnny Paycheck. To me, an outlaw is a man that did things his own way. Whether you liked him or not, I did things my own way. So, uh, we won't talk about some of the, the checkered things in uh, his past. Instead, let's go back to the music, and we're going to hear... Uh, song from uh song son of merle haggard we're gonna hear uh, marty haggard right now with today i started loving you again today i started loving you again I'm right back 
where I've really always been. I got over you just long enough to let my heartache mend. Then today I started loving you again. What a fool I was to think I could get by With only these few million tears I cried I should have known that the worst was yet to come And the crying time for me had just begun Cause today I started loving you again And I'm right back where I've really got over you just long enough to let my heart man then today I started loving you again Can't stand to see a good man go to waste. One who never combs his hair or shaves his face. A man who Over love has told a lie Oh, it tears me up To see a grown man cry No, 
And there we had another one from Tia Goins that we interviewed earlier in the show. Memories to burn. In the middle there we heard I Never Go Around Mirrors done by uh, Whitey Schaefer and Jackie Darlene. Um, Whitey Schaefer is not a household country name. Um, he, he was a singer-songwriter, but he, he was most well-known for his, his songwriting. And uh, he wrote some hits for Lefty Frizzell, Merle Haggard. Uh, he wrote that song, I Never Go Around Mirrors, which was a hit for Keith Whitley. Um, he's, he's wrote number one hits for George Strait. Um, he wrote, Does Fort Worth Ever Cross Your Mind? All My Exes live in texas and um he also is he wrote uh that's the way love goes he wrote with lefty frizzell and that was a chart topper for johnny rodriguez back in 74 and then uh, again for merle haggard in 84 and he, he's he's one again who, who grew up the son of gospel singers and uh listened to western swing master bob wills and honky tonk troubadour ernest tubb and um, he, he admired Lefty Frizzell's If You Got the Money, I Got the Time. And um, he didn't begin songwriting until age 30. Um, he did a lot of, a lot of uh, performing and uh, moving around. I uh, did a stint in the Army. And um, his life finally changed when he reached out and contacted uh, Lefty Frizzell, who listened to a demo tape and uh, recorded Schaefer's song, You Babe. And uh, they then became close friends and co-writers. And um, so a uh, little interesting uh, backstory there on Whitey Schaefer. And uh, unfortunately, uh, he passed away in 2019. And um, so, and we started that out with... Today I started Loving You Again by Marty Haggard. And we're going to take a little break here. Underwriters are so important for keeping this station alive. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. I'd like to thank our local businesses for supporting Pittsfield Community Radio and for believing in the mission of the station. When you hear underwriting messages on the air, you know those companies support WTBR-FM. If you're listening now and your business would like to join in and support us, call me today at 445-4234 and get involved or visit us at WTBRFM.com. It will make all the difference. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union, proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair. BeFair is one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one, or are interested in caring for the people we support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBR-FM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is, it is mixed completely live, uncut, unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend, Tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix. Have you noticed lately how empty everything is? Empty streets, empty stores, empty schools. 
but I'm trying to change these empty times by being full of gratitude. Gratitude means saying thanks to the garbage collector, the medical providers, and all those who are helping every day. Things may appear empty around us, but when we're filled with gratitude, nothing is completely empty inside us. Gratitude is in you. From PassItOn.com And we're back to bringing country back with your host, Brian Andrews. And um, we're this next set is kind of my dedication to the upcoming 20th anniversary of September 11th, 2001. And uh, country music had a number of songs that were either inspired or became very popular uh, right after um, 9-11. And some of these songs were written specifically um, regarding the event and some were songs that uh, just just because of the nature of them became uh, very popular and inspirational around the, the time following the events. So um, this next set, we're going to kick it off with some Alan Jackson, Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning? That September day Were you in the yard With your wife and children Or working on some stage in L.A. Did you stand there in shock At the sight of that black smoke Rising against that blue sky Did you shout out in anger And fear for your neighbor Or did you just sit down and cry Did you weep for the children who lost their dear loved ones Pray for the ones who don't know Did you rejoice for the people who walked from the rubble And sobbed for the ones left below Did you burst out with pride for the red, white, and blue And the heroes who died just doing what they do Did you look up to heaven for some kind of answer and look at yourself and what really matters I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I talk to God and I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things he gave us And the greatest is love Where were you when the world stopped turning On that September day Teaching a class full of innocent children Or driving down some cold interstate did you feel guilty cause you're a survivor? In a crowded room, did you feel alone? Did you call up your mother and tell her you loved her? Did you dust off that Bible at home? Did you open your eyes and hope it never happened? 
Close your eyes and not go to sleep Did you notice the sunset The first time in ages I speak to some stranger on the street Did you lay down at night and Think of tomorrow Go out and buy you a gun Did you turn off that violent old movie you're watching Turn on I Love Lucy runs. Did you go to a church and hold hands with some strangers Stand in line and give your own blood Did you just stay home and cling tight to your family Thank God you had somebody to love I'm just a singer of simple songs I'm not a real political man I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran. But I know Jesus and I've talked to God, and I remember this from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us, and the greatest is love. I'm just a singer of simple songs, I'm not a real political man I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference in Iraq and Iran But I know Jesus and I talk to God, and I remember this from when I was young Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gave us and the greatest is love And the greatest is love And the greatest is love Where were you when the world stopped turning On that September day? Took all the footage off my TV 
Said it's too disturbing for you and me It'll just breed anger That's what the experts say If it was up to me, I'd show it every day Some say this country's just out looking for a fight Well, after 9-11, man, I'd have to say that's right
Tippin, where the stars and stripes and the eagles fly. It was a song written by Kenny Beard, Casey uh, Bethard, and co-written and recorded by uh, Aaron. The uh, That song reached number two on the Billboard Hot Country Single Tracks for one week. And the only reason it didn't make the top spot was the top spot was held by Alan Jackson's Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning. Um it also peaked at number 20 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and uh, was Tippin's first and uh, only entry into the top 20. And uh, it also reached number one in R&R. So uh, it was Aaron Tippin's last single to reach the top 10 on the country charts. And a uh, little tidbit of information is that all the proceeds from that single went to the re- went to the Red Cross and its relief efforts of the families of the September 11th attacks. And um, it's reported that the single raised about uh, $250,000. So, uh, again, this weekend, remember, 20 years since September 11th, and uh, we need to make sure we don't forget that and what it stands for and Hopefully people start thinking about uniting here in this country instead of being divided, and let's all get along. Before that, we heard uh, Bring on the Rain by Jody Messina with a little help from Tim McGraw. And, of course, we heard Have You Forgotten from Daryl Worley and uh, started out with with Alan Jackson's hit. This uh, next set, we're going to hear from some uh, pretty talented female singers. We're going to hear some... Uh, mix from Carly Pierce and Patty Loveless and uh, Ashley McBride. And, and right now we're going to listen to some uh, Heather Miles. She's a, f- a fairly uh, under, I think she's an under-recognized country artist. She's got five albums out, um, but, but does some good work. And uh, this is her song, Nashville Gone Hollywood.
makes my headache all for now. Hurt last night, put on me. Still spinning me around. I light up a smoke, even though I can't hold me But the hurtin's the same Now I know 
Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC offers more opportunity and less student debt with small class sizes and more than 50 academic programs to choose from. Fall classes begin on September 7th. Apply today at berkshirecc.edu. And from County Ambulance, providing quality, professional, efficient medical care and medical transportation services to the citizens of Berkshire County. Online at countyamb.com. Underwriters are so important for keeping this station alive. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. I'd like to thank our local businesses for supporting Pittsfield Community Radio and for believing in the mission of the station. When you hear underwriting messages on the air, you know those companies support WTBR-FM. If you're listening now and your business would like to join in and support us, call me today at 445-4234 and get involved or visit us at WTBRFM.com. It will make all the difference. And you're listening to Bringing Country Back with your host, Brian Andrews. We're here every Wednesday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, we thank you for being here with us for another week. I uh, hope you enjoyed the interview with Miss Tia Goins, who has her album release coming out September 17th and appearance on the Opry. Um, we uh, will be back here next week. I can't believe that um, another two-hour show has passed so quickly, but uh, I guess when you're having fun, that's what happens. So uh, thank you for being with me, and we're going to take it out of here with little Ronnie and Rob McCurry with Walk Out in the Rain. Something better.
tonight Then don't mess up my mind with your crying Just walk out in the rain Walk out of my dreams Walk out of my life If it don't feel right You can catch the next train Oh darling, walk out in the rain Walk out in the rain, walk 